0: Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast, Mother's Day edition. Happy Wednesday. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend, whether you're a mama, a fur mama, uh, you don't want to be a mama, but you're a mama to your friends, uh, any kind of mom, we're ladies, let's be real. I'm honoring every woman I know. And for this Mother's Day edition, I interviewed my very own mom. I'm bringing Nancy onto the podcast, fun fact. My brother-in-law used to call her Nancy Pink Nails. So if y'all wondered where I get the, the nails and the lipstick from, it is from my very own mama. We talk about her journey into motherhood. We talk about the lessons that she learned. You're gonna hear some of our funny stories from growing up, some of our memories. There is a lot of laughing. So if you're not into laughing, this might not be the episode for you, Uh, but we just have a grand old time and just shouting out all the moms out there, all the women out there that are doing their best day in and day out. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. OMG, it's the mom edition. Ladies and ladies, please welcome my mom, Nancy, to the full out podcast. Holy moly. Hi, mom. Hi, Sam. Thanks for (laughs) inviting me.
1: (laughs) I actually feel really honored. I mean, I listen every week and I listen to all these wonderful speakers. And so I was so excited when you asked me to join you.
0: I know. I'm like, what perfect time? Then Mother's Day. I mean, that's kind of where I want to start, actually. I want to know, did you always want to have kids?
1: Always. Always wanted to have kids. So I just, um, even when I was little, I knew what I wanted to do in my profession. And I knew that I wanted to be a mom.
0: And what did you want to do as your profession? I wanted
1: to be a principal that taught spelling. And I figured that out at six years old.
0: Wow. And you actually are a principal, but do you teach spelling? <laughs> when I need to. <laughs> when Amazing. I substitute
1: in classes. Yeah.
0: And did you know, like, did you have it mapped out when you were little? Like, I'm going to have two girls. They're going to be named Samantha and Amanda. Like, what was that? You just knew you wanted to be a mom.
1: I just knew that I wanted to be a mom. I didn't know when I didn't have a plan. Neither one of you were planned to so say, you know, um,
0: wait a minute. Hang <laughs> on. Hold the phone it was like okay. a ooh, like you had no idea you were not planning and now
1: you were a honeymoon baby
0: shut up how have I never
1: known this that's right that's right I saved all this for this podcast
0: oh my, my mouth is like my jaw is literally on the floor right now I am I am speechless oh my god okay what else do I not know that's what I need to know what else do I not know
1: Keep asking questions. Something will come out. I'm trying to think. Okay.
0: So Mandy and I were were unplanned, but you knew you always wanted to be a mom. That's right. And I I knew I was going to be a
1: mom and I was married and I was like, okay. So whenever was, was going to be fine.
0: So what did motherhood change for you?
1: Wow. Being a mom really makes you become selfless. Everything is for, or for me anyway, everything is for my girls. And, and even to this day, you know, I would do anything for you. You always be my little babies, no matter how old you get.
0: Aww. And so like, do you feel like you were a selfish person before, or do you just feel like it opened up this other layer for you?
1: No, I think that I was always giving. I thought that I would, you know, be a good mom where we know, you know. <laughs> We all make good choices and bad choices as parents, but there's no book, you know, and you just live through the experiences and you come out a better person. I mean, I've learned so much from you both being a mom. What are some of those lessons? Well, the first thing is, like I said, you just become selfless. You learn how it's not about you anymore and um, you just want your children to do better in life than you have. So my whole goal was to make sure that you two were educated, that you were really good people on the inside and out and that you're beautiful inside and out. And um, you, you and your sister are my best accomplishments, so.
0: What are the other lessons? Give us more lessons. More lessons of being a parent? About motherhood, yeah. About
1: motherhood, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, there is uh, one of the other lessons I know is that there's no greater love than, than loving your child. So move over husbands. It's a different love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> move over husbands, move over Don't dogs. make us choose. <laughs> move over cats, get out of the way. <laughs> and I've also learned uh, with
1: having children is that if anything happens to you, good, bad or indifferent, I feel that like tenfold, like I would want to take, you know, pain away from you. I want to take, if you skinned your knee, if it was a first love, if it was, you know, any of those things, you know, I wish I could take the pain from you. And, you know, all we could do as a parent is just be there for you. And of course, take care of you, but would want to do anything I could to take any pain away from you.
0: Did you have any fears when you found out you were pregnant? Like did, did actually becoming a mom- spark fears and limiting beliefs for you
1: um it scared the crap out of me is what it did
0: <laughs> you know I think every mom is
1: like okay for first of all was boy or girl no idea okay so never knew back when in the old days there wasn't a test that everybody did right so it was like I you know what is it boy or girl name this name that but you want to make sure you know you're praying every day that do they have, you know, all, all body parts? Are they, you know, are they gonna be healthy? Are they going to, you know, if not, what's, what's, what are you gonna do? You know, like you've got all the different facets, you know, if they're healthy, great. If they're not, they're my love anyway, what am I gonna do, you know? Um, and so you just, you just worry, you know, you worry, but you also have to put that in the back burner and just say, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. So, so, so lucky. And just so you know, you're in the generation of having twins. So <laughs> are you saying that I might have twins? Yes. Because skip a generation.
0: Our skip a generation. So it will be you. <laughs> yes. Actually, you know what? I think I'd be fine with that. Like if I can do a one and done and pop two out, like, cool. Like I'm down for that. I'm actually oh down for gosh. that. I mean, you know, I am getting older now, so we, we got, we got some time, but, um, you know, one and done sounds great. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you pass down any of your limiting beliefs? Like uh. now that you've done personal development, like you, you know, your own limiting beliefs, like what, what do you feel like you've passed down? Oh Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, if, if you don't do the work, you're going to pass it down. Okay, so truer
0: words have never been spoken. I mean, that's so true. It's so true. Mic drop.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, uh, sure, I pass them down, and I apologize. So... <laughs> um, again, there's no book about being a parent, you know. So, um, but limiting beliefs is just, um, you know, one of them is. Uh, you work from nine to five. That's what you do. And you, that's it. And there's like, you're in this box and you can't do anything else. Like this is what you do. Um, My generation, it was more like, uh, are you going to go to school or college or not go to college or whatever it is? And I already knew my children were going to college. There was no stopping at that point, but there's, you know, limiting beliefs in that too. Um, I was told by my father that I, was going to be a secretary and I would just, you know, that would be great. And I was like, what, you know, secretary. So uh, that never would have happened. You know, I can't sit behind a desk. So, but but doing the work, yeah, you pass down, you pass down your limiting beliefs for sure. See, but
0: I actually don't think that you pass that down to me at all. I mean, clearly I'm like, screw the box. I'm literally doing everything outside the box which has come with its own challenges. But I actually don't feel like that. I don't feel like you passed that down. So maybe you oh, did thanks. better than than better than you thought.
1: Thanks. Oh, I hope so. That's good. Well, I do. I do. Like I say, you always want to make sure. I always want to make sure that my girls would be more successful than I. And so, um, and I think that you both are. And I think that I'm successful. But I also think that both of you are very successful as well. So I think that that's really good. I, I did. I And this is not a limiting belief, but I, did pass down powerful, strong
0: women. Well, hey, that was my next question. I was going to say, <laughs> what, what are like, what are traits of you that you're proud of that you passed down to Mandy and I? Yeah,
1: and that would be one of them. Um, being a single mom for many, many years, raising two girls, you know, brought its challenges. But like I, like I said, my greatest accomplishments are you two. So, um, yeah, I think I, I passed down hard work. You know, you do work hard, Um, but again, sort of in the box, kind of, you know, and I mean, I think you're teaching me how to be outside of that box, you know? So I Mm. learned, it's not only me teaching, you know, teaching you stuff, but you all, you and Mandy have taught me other things. So for instance, not being in the box, I mean, you've taught me that, like work on yourself and that's really a daily thing. And it's a beautiful thing because you really, I mean, I wake up every day being grateful for every single thing, good, bad, or indifferent that I get to experience that day. So
0: Mm. what is, what is one of your favorite memories when you think of Mandy and I being kids, what is one of your favorite, like heartwarming memories that like, just, you just feel, you know, explodes your heart? Cause I actually had to do this in a meditation the other day and I I'll share with you mine first and then, so I'll give you a second to think about it. But I I was in this meditation and, um, we, it was around mother's day and it was like, think of your mom, think of you as a kid. Like what is just one of those times where you were just in full joy, full, whatever. And I had this memory of us being kids. I was in the bunk beds with Mandy in Mandy's room and you're coming in and dancing and singing. Santa Claus is coming to town and we're like (laughs) dancing around and singing. And it was, and the feelings that I saw and that I experienced in that memory were just freedom and joy and fun and just love. Like it was just love. And it was just, it literally like made me start crying in this meditation because I'm like, wow. Like you just, I don't often think of, childhood memories. Or like when you do, it's normally in this shadow work where you're like, what were the things that didn't work for you? But we don't often think about the, some of the most beautiful memories we have and, and they're the simplest. And I think it's so, it's so important to see because it's not about like buying the thing. It's not about an achievement. It's not about like any external source. It was literally just this environment that you created for us to dance around and sing and, and be silly.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. I remember that. -hmm. I was actually thinking of one. Do you remember the Paul McCartney and Wing song? Someone's (laughs) on your door. (laughs) (laughs) So it's playing on the radio. We're driving down the road and we're singing Someone's on your door. Paul McCartney's singing. I'm singing it. Mandy changes the channel. And I continue to sing and she flips it back to the channel and I'm right on with the song. And so we just thought that was the most hilarious thing, you know, but that's one of the things that just made me, still makes me crack up.
0: It's so, so funny. And it, you know, and it's like the simplest, funniest things. And again, it's like, why did that stick with you? Is because it was such a positive, such a fun, such a light, such like a, a, a pure expression of joy that we experienced in that little car, driving to wherever, probably the dance class. Right. Um, That's amazing. That's awesome. Do you
1: remember that time? This does not go with this. But do you remember the time when we went to, we were going to get something to eat. And I think you had a couple girlfriends with you. And I said, let's just go to Applebee's or Fridays or whatever it was. And we pull in and there are all these buses in the parking lot. And we're like, Oh no. And you're like, Oh, there's going to be all these people on there. And we're going to have to wait in line. Well, wound up being busloads of high school boys from lacrosse teams in there. Oh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's four girls and myself and they, you know, they were saying all those funny sayings Um the ice. Like all the pickup lines, Uh like all the pickup lines. You do you remember that? That was also (laughs) that's one of the things that just cracks me up still to this day.
0: So hilarious. It's so good. It's Mm -hmm. so good. So what if you could go back through the years of raising Mandy and I, and you could change one thing, what would you change?
1: wow, this is a stumper. Let me think a minute. Uh, what would I change? One thing.
0: Or maybe nothing at all.
1: Oh, no, there's plenty of things <laughs> to change. There's, I just have to pick one. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, choose one. Like, it's just, there's just not, you know, there wasn't a book. So I mean, uh, I just made You know, sometimes I'm like, I've made a lot of bad choices in my life. But the good, the best things I ever did was have you or have was you and Mandy. So I would say I would probably be more. If I wasn't, I think that I was involved, but I think that I would be even more involved. Like I would, I would want those minutes back. I want those minutes back so badly right now Mm. because, you know, you're off now doing your prepping for your life and you're, you know, you're running your life, you're running your businesses and, you know, and you don't need, quote, need me anymore. You know, you do when the little, when you're little, you know, and that's what you want your kids to do. So I wish I could have those minutes back too. So I'm just waiting for some grandchildren. So I <laughs> hints, <do> hints,
0: <laughs> hints. not so, not so secret hints. Well, you know, I think that that's such a good point though, because i I find this for myself. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of presence of like, we could be very grateful for our lives. We could be really happy with what's going on. We could, you know, fill our schedules and do all the things and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But are we actually being present to Mm -hmm. the moment? Are we actually having the conversation while we're in the conversation? Are we thinking about what's on our to-do list? Are we scrolling our phone while we're, you know, trying to do X, Y, Z. And, and really it's, I think what I'm hearing this theme for a lot of people right now is presence is how do we actually drop in, connect and not be worried about what's going to happen next, but really be in this moment and release the fear, release the, um, the stress about what will or will not come and really just be present. I, I don't know if there's like another word for it, but I think mm-hmm. it's just like, yes, it's gratitude for the moment, but it's also being in the moment. Right.
1: Right. And I see so I see many of my teachers with their children now. And they're like, oh my gosh. I said, enjoy every moment. You know, because it just goes so fast.
0: And it's so hard because I I remember like you and grandma saying that to me as a kid, oh, wait till you're older and you're you're gonna be surprised time flies so fast. And as a young person, like you don't hear that. You're like, Yeah, cool, cool, old lady, like, yeah, like I I hear you, I love you, but Okay. And now I think it's like the, 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 the switch flips and it is true. Time is flying. I mean, we're already in May of 2021. Like, holy crap, has it been this long and whoa, life is going fast. And so I think the trick is to breathe. The trick is to be in your body. The trick is to put your hand over your heart and listen for your heartbeat and, and really be.
1: And, and experience. Like, so, I, I'm. I am sure you're going to ask me what it means for me to live full out. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if Sam would ask me that question because she asked all of her guests that. <laughs> Go for it. You've done your homework. <laughs> no, but I. It's it's experiencing, and that is what I mean. It's really jumping in and experiencing what is happening, good, bad, and then um, you take the setbacks, right? And it, it make that a chance for, for you to grow. So you, I, I feel like living full out means you don't settle, you don't run from a challenge um, and you just don't say, you know, here we are, it's okay. You know, I always feel like um, you're inclusive, be supportive um, and be the best in any situation.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like that. Well, good job. What is, I want to know what the best piece of advice you've ever gotten and the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten.
1: Ooh.
0: And you don't have to say who gave it to you. Just like best piece <laughs> and worst piece.
1: I just need to see who I can have listened to the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, the worst piece of advice that I've ever gotten. And you mean being a mom? Is that what you mean?
0: No, I mean just you as a woman doesn't matter.
1: Oh, me as a woman is is just the bad parts or the worst piece of advice is just like being a not not that there's anything wrong with being a secretary. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying for me it was it was putting a limit on me. So I think that was like probably one of the worst um, pieces of advice. And the best piece of advice that I've gotten is to start my own business outside no of yeah.
0: Why is that? that and that came from you. Why? So, yeah, I'm shocked right now. Why yeah. was that the best piece of advice? Um, because it's
1: totally different. Like I love what I do. I love being a principal. I love serving my community. I love my kids. I love my teachers. That's that's all good. But being able to start my own business, a, it really is a lot of fun too. Like I'm able to serve people and help people just like I do with young people, but I get to do it with a whole nother community. And it's just free, free and liberating. Mm, so, yeah, I enjoy it.
0: What is one of your favorite family traditions that we have? Oh
1: my gosh. Well, you know, what mine is it's making stuffing for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it wherever you are in the world. <laughs> you will FaceTime me or Zoom and we go through step-by-step step, how to make great-grandmoms or is it great-great-grandmoms stuffing. It's my great-grandmom. It's your great-great-grandma's Thanksgiving stuffing. And it's so fun because we do the same thing every year. You know, okay, we have to cut the bread this way and quarters and this and that. And then we have to put in salt, don't measure it, just sprinkle, take a look around, look to make sure it's covered, mush it up really well. <laughs> so we go step by step, but it's so much fun and we still laugh we, and then we get to have conversation too, which I love and, and I get to see you.
0: You so, guys, yeah. this is literally like the most hilarious thing where it'll be like, okay, hold your bowl up. And I'm trying to hold this giant <laughs> bowl of bread up. Yeah, look, nope, I, I think another stick of butter another stick of butter, another stick of butter. And, and you guys, this is like one time of year that I refuse to make the healthy stuff. I refuse to make the stuffing no. that's like, like gluten-free, no butter, whatever, like, no, screw no. that. No. Um, and, and it's been one of those things that it really has been hilarious. This past year, in fact, um, I was single and it's the first time I've been single for a very long time on Thanksgiving. We also were in the middle of the pandemic. So I got to clean the turkey, which I have never done. I've always had a significant other <laughs> That I would give that beautiful responsibility to, and and yes. I would yeah yeah. So there I am, reaching my hand all the way up to my elbow down through this bird, and at this point, mom and our aunt Mary was were on the Zoom and they were just like cackling at me. I don't even know what I said. We should have been recording the Zoom because it was it was really spectacular sight. <laughs> we should t- we should uh, record it this year. We'll do like cooking with Nancy and Sam and people (laughs) can join us and see this ridiculousness. (laughs) So funny. It's so good. I'm trying to think of what my favorite tradition is. I mean, I do love that one. That's for sure. I think my other favorite tradition is, um, not really a tradition, but it's something that you and I do. So, um, every time that we hear the journey song, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the name of it. What's the Journey song? What's the name don't of it? Don't Stop believing. Oh, Don't Stop believing. Yeah. Anytime we hear that, we will call one another and just like put the phone up to the speaker. Now, where did this this start? I feel like you, we were I at remember. a restaurant. Oh, do you know the story? I remember. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
1: So I was at a restaurant and the song came on. And at some point I said, I'll give you a dollar if you know who sings this song. And Sam, I want to you? seven, 10. And you're like, Journey. And so... I'm like, oh my God, she has a dollar. And so ever since then, every time we hear it, I'm like, Sam, what's this song? I'll give you a dollar. Sam, what's this song? I'll give you a dollar. Mom, what's this song?
0: I think I stopped making dollars like when I was like 15. But if I could still (laughs) make dollars for that right now, that would be amazing.
1: (laughs) That would be awesome. And one other tradition we do have is when you come to Maryland, we do go to friendlies. And let me just say that when i was pregnant with sam i craved these reese's pc sundays i don't know and it comes in 3 scoops it comes in 5 scoops it comes in 6 scoops and it's got peanut butter dripping all over it fudge cool whip peanut um not peanut um the reese's pieces little candies all over it and i swear when i was pregnant with sam i think i ate one every, no not the 3 scoop the five or six scoop one every day. Of course, I gained 70 pounds, but and now when she comes to town, we still have to go find a friendlies now because there's few and far between and get the Reese's PC Sunday.
0: So you're saying we split the, it. You're saying this <laughs> craving is a biological need that, that I created in the womb. So it is not my fault that I crave this. I blame you. <laughs> amazing it was
1: fun so
0: oh my gosh so good all you east coasters like please eat a friendly Reese's Pieces Sunday for me tag me on Instagram because I'm obsessed we don't have them out here on the west coast so legit every time we go home like it is or I go home it is a thing I definitely get to have it it's so good it's so good oh now why do you think all of our memories are around food can we talk about that? <laughs> because that, I think that's
1: when families get together. That's what we all do. We eat, you know, so, and shoot, it was not healthy what we were eating. As you can tell, we're going to go to friendlies and have our Reese's Feces Sunday. But I think it's just, that's what we do in America. We just, when we get together, we all eat. We base yeah. everything around food.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting because I've noticed now that I'm back in the dating scene that like, I love going out to dinner. Like I love dinner dates. You know, it's Mm -hmm. cool to order in. It's cool to have someone make me food, but like, there is something really special to me that I've learned that is not, that is not normal for everyone else. I've learned that it's very unique to me that I love going out to eat Mm -hmm. so much. And I don't know if that is being a like product of a, of a divorced family and like going out to, we like went out to eat a lot, or if that is just like an American thing, but I don't think it is. There's something that I find so valuable and special. And it's like the experience of it. And I don't know if that's because also as a kid, we didn't really go out to eat that much, but it was, that's when we would spend time together was going to a restaurant for dinner. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We, I think uh, when you were little, we always considered it. Like a special thing to do because being a single mom, you can't just go out to eat all the time. And so when we did, you know, it was it was not only quality time, but it was just something special too. Yeah. So I, I also agree. I love going out to dinner. Yeah. Whole experience. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, it's very cool. So let me ask you this: Now that I am dating and um, I'm I'm out in the world. What is it that you, if you could pick whatever you wanted for me to have as a partner, what what are you looking for? For me, if you could put me with anyone. Okay. If I
1: could put you with anyone, the traits of someone. The traits of someone. Yeah. Traits of someone would have to be funny. Number one, you have to have a good sense of humor, um, kind, um, really, I, I know this sounds you know, cliche, but really worships the ground you walk on. Really, they do. Um, And then just be, just be your biggest supporter. Of course, after me, because I'm your biggest supporter, (laughs) but (laughs) be your biggest supporter, your best friend.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm available for that.
1: Let's go. Being cute doesn't hurt either, but you know, that trait is out the window at whatever age, you know what I mean? That all comes and goes, but the really the intrinsic piece is really the most important.
0: So now we've joked in the past that you and I have bad pickers. We've we've chosen some, we maybe made some mistakes but we've chosen in the past, right?
1: Right.
0: See, I think I might have passed that down. I, you know what? We, I might have picked that up from you. Uh huh. Sorry. <laughs> we're both we're we're both doing the work to um not fix that, but to to grow and expand in that absolutely arena, right, absolutely. So, releasing the idea that we've had bad pickers. What is like the most important thing moving forward that you think you need in a relationship?
1: I need someone to, that will be totally honest with me and build the trust with me. Mm. Ground floor.
0: Yeah. That'd trust is it. everything. Mm-hmm. Trust is everything. And, and I, what I'm learning is that some people grow up with it and lack of trust is something that gets passed down from generation to generation to generation And again, it's our job to heal that so we don't pass it down. And I -hmm. I see both of us in the experience of working on that and like really, truly trusting, trusting ourselves, trusting our partners, trusting our choice in partners. And Mm -hmm. it's a fascinating thing to to see and to be aware of, right?
1: Right. But also, I mean, if you see the red flags, you got to figure out what red is, how red is it? Is it yellow? Is it orange? Is it bright red? Where's that red flag? In other words, so if someone says something to me, that's one thing, but the actions have to follow behind it. Mm. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do it. And then you, you fall off the face of the earth. It's when the actions, even if you don't say it, the actions say so much more. Yeah. So, you know, if they're going to, if you're going to say something big and major, the, the actions have to come behind it.
0: Yeah. You've got to, you've got to walk the talk. Yeah. I'm totally for that. Um, yeah. we used to funny, funny, right. Coming up right now when mom was dating, when we were younger, Oh God! We, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up any of those crazy stories, hilarious stories, by the way. But what I will say is we said we had the 90 day rule and this was the 90 day rule within 90 days. You would see The tendencies you would see
1: the crazies, the
0: crazy. Yeah, like the crazy would come out within the 90 days. So, like, you could go on a couple of dates and it'd be good. They could be around for a little bit, but within 90 days, you would know whether that person was nuts or not nuts. And Mm -hmm. you know what? It's been true, it's rung true for me. I've seen some crazies. It's come true for you. So ladies, this is our biggest dating advice. 90 days, give it 90 days and you will see the crazy tendencies come out. (laughs)
1: Right, And then you have to figure out, I mean, it would be nice if everybody had a suitcase opened it up and said, here's all my crazy, here's all my luggage. Can you deal? But since we don't have that, you know, we have to go through that. That's why I'm like, take your time. If you... If you want to sleep with someone or you do whatever, just take your time with it. You know, try to wait the 90 days. It, that's from a Steve Harvey book, The 90 Days Wait Those 90 Days. And I read that one time. And, and then you told me too. And I'm like, that is so true. Like, just hold off. Because if you can't handle their crazy in 90 days, you want to run with the <laughs> 90 days. You're just like, don't turn around and look back either. Just like full force go. That's my dating advice. But now I have a, a great husband and all you that. He do. So,
0: you do. Yeah, he's he's my baby. We yeah. love him. He's awesome. Um, oh,
1: by the way, the only yeah. one that my girls ever loved true. <laughs> is my husband in 17 years of being single. My girls were like, this is the only one you can marry.
0: Yeah, actually, that's quite true. Yeah, we love Leon. Shout out to Leon. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Um, <laughs> so... Okay. I need to know, is there any other thing? Wait, no, no, no. Before I ask you that, I got to ask a real honest question. Is it weird to hear me talk about certain things on this podcast? Like I know that you listen and sometimes I'm like, Hey, hey, sorry, mom. But then other times I'm like, no, I'm just in it. And I'm just saying things like, is it weird? No. If I talk about sex, is that weird? No, no, no. You're just like, yeah, it's cool. We're good. That's cool. What advice would you give to moms that want to create better relationships with their daughters?
1: You have to be accepting of whatever they wish to do. Um, and being accepting also means you. they need to know that no matter what they do, no matter what it is, I'm going to be here for you. And I think you know that. So I yeah. think that would be the best advice and
0: that I yeah would have. well and I think it brings up the um example when I was getting married to my former ex-husband um you clearly knew that it was maybe not the best choice for me and I remember you telling me after the fact after I was divorced and, and it was good and I was kind of going through that healing process that you knew that and you had the choice in that moment to say like Sam, don't do this and risk me not listening to you, me not hearing you, and me choosing him and and basically not having a relationship with me, or choosing to stay by my side and support me and be there mm-hmm. when it all fell apart and be there to pick mm-hmm. me back up and you know pump me back up full of life and send me back on my way. Yep,
1: yeah. I I mean, you're gonna love who you're gonna love. It's always great if, you know, if your mom loves them too. <laughs> P.S. That's another big thing with dating, okay? I, uh, you know, <laughs> what's that relationship with their mom? What is the man's relationship with that mom? That is a big, huge, huge thing. If it's a good, relate, if, if your boyfriend has a great relationship with his mom, then he's going to treat you well. So, and yeah. that is really true. I've seen that. I've lived enough life to see that. But you're right. I mean, I wouldn't do it. whatever, whatever you decide to do, because I would never, there's nothing in my life that I would do or risk not having that relationship with you. It just wouldn't, I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, totally. So you've got a big birthday coming up this year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do to celebrate?
1: Um... Wake up the next morning. (laughs) Fingers crossed.
0: Okay. So, because I'm a coach, you know, I can't let you just get away with the, oh, oh." okay. Like, can I say how old you're going to be? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be the beautiful, ripe young age of 60. And because I am your daughter and I am also a coach and I do what I do, I am not going to allow you to be on this podcast and go, oh, 60. (laughs) Like, no, you get to be ageless. You get to be ageless and you get to be young and fresh. Look, I like, let's be real. When we grow up, we're like, Oh my God, 18. It sounds so old. Oh my God. 21. You're gonna be able to drink. You're so old. 30. Oh my God. 40, 50, 60. Like you're still doing all the things you still have so many years of life left that like, if you say, Oh my gosh, I'm getting so old. Your body's going to hear that. And your body's like, Oh yeah, she's getting old. Let's start to break down. Let's start to fall apart. And, and that is literally setting yourself True. up for failure. So I know that like True. we make jokes about it. Cause I made jokes about turning 30 and I no longer can do that. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, 40 is going to be coming up like sooner than I realize. And, uh-huh. and we are so responsible for the life that we create. So I'm going to ask you this again. How are you, how are you going to celebrate your 60th birthday? Oh,
1: well, you're going to be turning
0: 35. (laughs) Did you have to throw that in there? (laughs) Yes. So I think we should go on a vacation. You know what? I'm down for that. A celebration of life. life. A celebration of
1: life. That would be fun.
0: Where do you want to go that you've never been?
1: Ooh. any of the islands in Hawaii, any of those, any, um, I, I would go, I would go back to Mexico. I know I didn't, haven't been there yet. I would love to go to green, um, to Iceland for sure. Um, anywhere,
0: anywhere. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I'm to the adventure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's go. Let's figure it out. We'll figure it out for, uh, for this year, travel, hey. travel, 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 uh- So at this point in your life, you are turning 60. What are your goals for the next 30, 40 years of your life? What are you excited for?
1: Well, I'm excited to finish out my educational career um, in the next five to seven years. Um, Hit my personal business strong. I will never give that up. That'll just continue to be, because it's fun too. Um, And I don't have to be somewhere at, at 8 30 and you know stay there at night i can just work my own hours so that, i think that'll be fun um travel stay at our beach house and um hang out and see my grandbabies
0: that's <laughs> his number two i was gonna say so you're like speaking that into existence like you're just calling those grandbabies in <laughs> i love it i love it and that's been one of my biggest that's been one of my biggest fears i don't think i've ever talked about it on the podcast is is being in california i love California. Yes. I'm from Maryland. Yes. I dance in New York and I'm on the East coast for that. But like, I feel alive in California. I love being able to walk my dog by the beach and smell the ocean and be in sunshine 75% of the year. Right. And I cannot imagine having babies with you being 3000 miles away. Like it is the, it is the wildest thing. Um, and it probably has been one of the biggest fears around motherhood for me is how do I do that when you're so far away? I don't really know the answer, but it's just something I'm, I'm like, wow! Like I I get to get used to um, what that looks like, and hey, maybe both of our businesses get to even skyrocket even bigger and be so massive that like we just fly out all the time.
1: Exactly, and and you never know what experiences will happen in life, and you know if I get that news that could also make another decision for me, you know? So it doesn't, yeah. So things happen in life. I mean, that's that's the plan, but we know what happens when you make a plan.
0: (laughs) No, I think you can create a big vision. I I think that, yeah, sure. There's Murphy's law of like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. I'm experiencing that now with like this program launch that's coming out and all these things, like everything Uh that could go wrong goes wrong. And also, but for a plan, like it gets to be a vision. Visions get to come true and they get to expand and be huge and amazing. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and they can always change
1: and that's basically what I'm saying is that they could always change. So
0: yeah. The only consonant is change, right? That's what they say. Yeah. What is one question you wish I would have asked you in life or on this podcast? Or I did just such an amazing job. You said everything you wanted to say. <laughs> I, think I think I've said, and,
1: and this is just for, for moms who are dog moms, animal moms, you know, does any mom, best friends, girlfriends, you know, whatever it is, you know, I just want to wish everyone the best weekend and the happiest day of celebration of women and just enjoy your day and celebrate you and take and some if, time for self-care.
0: Yeah. And if you didn't already take time for self-care, cause it would have been on Sunday, like do it this week, take time this week to honor yourself. And I do love that for everyone that wants to be a mom, that is a mom, that doesn't want to be a mom but is a woman. Let's just celebrate all women today because we all show up as moms in some way, shape, or form. Whether that's a mom to our friends, a mom to our moms, a mom to our our babies, a mom to our puppies, a mom to our plant babies. I know I got a lot of plant moms. Um, yeah, take some time to love on yourself, to be grateful for yourself, to be grateful for your journey, and. Um, and tell someone you love them. Yep. I
1: love you, Sam.
0: I love you, mom. Have a wonderful day. Bye.
1: You're my angel. Love you. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day and I'll see you next time.